Hi, I'm Tom Spurs, and I'm going to self-destruct in five seconds. Hi, I'm Aaron Murray, and guys, you are Knuff. That's so nice. That, that really doesn't sound particularly great when you say it out loud. No. It's one of those puns that like looks so much better written. Mm. It looks great on a on a on like a hoodie. Yeah, which I yeah. think is which I think. But then when you do say it out loud, can can off can off like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are can off. Thank you. Knuff. It sounds like a dog. <laughs> you are can off. It's like a breed. <laughs> but it's it, like is, it has been Mission Barbenheimer. It's been a busy time for those yeah. who enjoy movies. Yeah, which turns out it's actually quite a few people. You know what? That's very true. It's, it is actually the first time, potentially ever, I've seen people, like just I know, posting, like, you know, who don't normally, you know, their, their favorite movies like fucking Avengers 12. Yeah. Posting on social media about going to see a movie. Yeah, and it's like it's 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 been an interesting like couple of weeks seeing like how Barbenheimer was like this like online sort yeah. of joke of ha ha yeah, yeah. with these like two films that are completely separate, but like the way it's blew up into yeah. a trend where like yeah. everyone has been talking about it and everyone's like, I mean like going into like a cinema now you're gonna see a lot of people wearing pink wearing that, that's what's insane to me like yeah. how did this i mean I, I know this pink thing i swear like i saw people on tiktok talking it well okay i was told people on tiktok were talking about mm. it but then suddenly yeah i was there in barbie and suddenly everywhere i look fucking pink mm-hmm. pink pink no yeah like yeah like when i was in manchester watching before like watching oppenheimer like yeah. there were tons and tons of people yeah like they're wearing like barbie like shirts or like just wearing pink in general yeah. and it's like i mean it's, it's weird when people watching oppenheimer trend. came in with nukes but you know <laughs> came, in, <laughs> came in with nukes they were in black and white for some reason too <laughs> i didn't really understand that <laughs> but, but, but you know what it's like it's all them like i know for me like i'm kind of over it now the Barbenheimer yeah. thing, like, it's fun, it's cute, but yeah, I think I'm yeah. kind of over it now. But I think at the same time, like, I think it's been a really cool thing to sort of see. It's especially been a great thing for cinemas. Well, yeah, exactly. It's been great for cinemas, and after June, mm. after the month, after the fucking travesty that was June, and yeah. all the absolute shite that we got in cinemas yeah. that month, you know, like Transformers, Indiana Jones... Across the Spider Verse, um, <laughs> but you know, like just all elemental, of these like elemental, like but you Ruby know, like Gilman, teenage cracker, <laughs> the Flash, the Flash, like you just all like this this terrible run of blockbuster yeah, movies yeah. to have a month where I mean I know it's not included, but like Mission Impossible, having Mission Impossible, mm. Oppenheimer, Barbie, all come out yeah around the same time, and all of them of very high quality yeah, that to me is what I've been more happy with yeah than the open i mean like, the barbenheim thing is fun but i think for me i'm more like just getting free mm. very high quality movies has been just excellent what about the photo box what about the barbie photo box though isn't that what cinema's all about taking a photo of yourself and pretending you're an action figure it's cinema it's <laughs> cinema right there. I, adver- Mattel, get advertising it. is it is mad how fucking blatant these commercials are becoming. Yeah. It's awesome though. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's cool. Capitalism. Like, like look. Consumerism. IP movies are always going to exist. Yeah. And, you we know, should welcome it. Yeah, and you know what? If they're good, yeah. 
then who cares? Let's welcome our corporate overlords. Look, everything wants to sell you something. Oh, exactly. That's the thing, you know. Mission Impossible wants to sell you how cool Thomas Cruise is. Yeah. Barbie wants to sell you Barbie toys, and Oppenheim wants you to buy nukes. <laughs> <laughs> and nukes places. And so... I, okay, my one thing with Barbie is I feel like a lot of people... I mean, I don't know a lot of people, I'm basing this on one person, came out and said... I, I watched Barbie and I don't feel like buying a Barbie toy. Mm. Barbie was not a commercial. Mm. And it's like, no. I, okay. I mean, yeah. I didn't come out of Barbie. Yeah. Can. Barbie toys, where they are, I want one. Well, to be fair, it wasn't held by the fact that I walked out of Barbie and immediately passed a shop that was had a fucking wall dedicated a to wall Barbie. A wall of Barbie. Toys. I think it's... I think what it is, is that it's like... It's this thing where I don't think everyone's going to walk out of Barbie wanting Barbie toys. Oh, absolutely. But at the same time, I don't think the Barbie movie hates the Barbie brand necessarily. It's, it's kind of one of them where it's like, yeah. I, I was being told that every outfit in Barbie you can buy. You can buy. Which, I mean, um, I mean, to be fair, it is based on a toy. You might yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, think, no, it's a very fucking good marketing push. And the thing is, that, and, and a lot of the suits that are in the movie, I think, already existed yeah. prior to... The movie, which they is were sim- just like, yeah. simultaneously a cameo and also an advert, which is quite impressive. Mm, it's an Easter egg, if you will. Ooh, an Easter egg. But an, e- an Easter egg <laughs> that gives them money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like the fucking demonic capitalist version of like you know the Pixar Pizza Planet truck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking hell. But no, it's like um, I don't know, like it's Barbie. I think is very, very good at being a commercial yeah. for Barbie. Because, I mean, it is. You can't really avoid that. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, but also being able to just stand on its own as a movie. Oh, yeah. And sort of just let itself, you know, be what it is without, you know... Like, it is It is probably going to sell many Barbies. Oh, yeah, It's going to yeah. sell a fuck ton, probably. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like... It still exists as a movie. You know, it's like different to Mario, where like Mario obviously existed to sell Mario yeah. merch and games and all that. But the difference with that Barbie is that like Barbie still attempts to tell a story and mm. still explore ideas and yeah, themes yeah. that a lot of other movies wouldn't even attempt. Yeah. Whereas Mario is more interested in telling the safest possible Mario story. Yeah. In order to just focus on selling you toys there's a reason yeah. why the Mario movie focuses just the Mario things it focuses on is a lot of the things that happen to be in the recent game yeah, like power yeah. ups and all these different things like oh the cat suit I wonder what that was in recently and it's like using that it's like oh you know like you know, when we watched like the Barbie movie before the movie started we had an ad yeah for like for the Switch yeah Mario yeah. game specifically and it's like you have that, then you have the movie, and you're coming out of it thinking about both of those things. Yeah. And it's like, and you will probably come out of Barbie thinking about Barbie toys, mm. especially like, you know, it's like the younger audiences probably, will probably think about that. But I think what's smarter with Barbie is it sort of manages to do like two things. Yeah. It will try, it will obviously sell toys. Oh, absolutely. Of course it will. But it can still stand on its own just as a simple movie that you can enjoy. Yeah. Because even, even as well, like, the Barbie dolls, mm. you don't see them in the film that often. No. Like, the dolls themselves. You see the character. Well, I guess it's but, implied that 
if you're watching a Barbie movie, you already know what a Barbie doll is. Well, yeah, but it's one of them. There's no like, there's not that many shots in the Barbie movie. Oh yeah, of yeah. Showing you a Barbie yeah, toy and like, yeah, ooh, yeah. like you see, there's a couple of them. But when they're, it makes sense why you mm. see it. Like it's mm. it's not like just randomly. But yeah. any other movie, it would be ooh, look at the Barbie doll. Like hey, yeah. like it, yeah, yeah. you know, like isn't it great? It's just only thirty nine ninety nine. Like you know all that. Like you see the fucking price tag on it, and it's like it it. It's smarter than that. Oh yeah. And I think that's the thing that I'm that I can commend Barbie on overall as a film is it's much more clever than a Barbie film. Any mm. other director, like it, it, it's far, it, it's far more clever than I think a Barbie movie would. That you know, you would never expect it. Yeah. From a Barbie movie to be the yeah, way it is, yeah. the way it explores, like you know, ideas of like you know, like men and women within like the patriarchy and toxic masculinity and all of these things it, 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 it's saying a lot and exploring a lot which would for any other film be a pretty major risk yeah. but it's doing but it's like taking this opportunity mm. of here's this big massive IP that is probably going to make a lot of money either way whether or not it's something like yeah. this or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever the Sony one was going to be years ago mm. like it's it, it's able to explore these ideas and do so in a way that you can watch it and still have fun with it as a blockbuster. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's like... What I find really, really impressive about it is just how it's able to blend those things together. But you can still come out on the other side and be like, yeah, that was, a, you know, yeah, that was just a good time at the movies. It's yeah. like, you know, like the humour, I think, is mostly pretty stellar. Yeah. I think Ryan Gosling is absolutely hilarious. He is it? a king. He is, he is so fucking funny in it. Yeah. And I think that's what and I and I think overall like the humor in it is like really, really good. Yeah. For like a film that is still attempting to also be for kids. Yeah. As well. And it's like the the humour never really falls into like cheap jokes for the yeah. most part. It's mostly like pretty funny one liners and stuff like that. Like there's I think the line that got me the most, I don't really know why, is like, it's when Alan explains how like, they can to build a wall. And instead of going, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shot of Ken's and they're just building up like a brick wall, but the bricks just keep going up. <laughs> like, it's just like, there's like jokes like that in the movie that are just really funny yeah. and silly. And it does feel like Greta Gerwig and, um, and, and, the other guy. <laughs> no Mambo. Yeah. yeah like Marriage Story Man. Yeah, like they both like <laughs> Like they both sat down and they went, Okay, like what makes us laugh? Yeah. But then did that and made it funny while also still being able to explore. Like it's a very confident yeah. movie, which I think is what I like. Oh, absolutely. It's a very confident, like, yeah, this is what we wanna explore. Mm. This is what we wanna like do. And it's like and yeah, again, like I don't think the film is necessarily like a what it's saying is not revolutionary, yeah. But it's how it's going about it that's revolutionary yeah. in terms of having a blockbuster explore these themes of like identity and gender and masculinity and femininity and all these different things. The way it's able to explore those in a way that's very accessible for an audience, yeah. That it doesn't feel like you know, it doesn't feel preachy, and it also doesn't feel like it's like executing its grasp again like again way too overcomplicated because mm. that's you know it's like it wants to deliver a message yeah but the film is more than just that yeah. it's not just a mouthpiece yeah. for the message and that's I think that's why it works it knows 
went to like went to sit that enough to start like scene and film when America Ferreira has that like monologue. Yeah, which I think the monologue is like fine. Mm. I do think it it was a little bit like it got like a bit people were making out like it was incredible. Like, yeah, it's incredible, and it's it's very good and it's very well acted. Yeah, but again, like I think I think why that scene works is how it's able to to basically very like elegantly tell the message of the movie yeah or make a really strong point in the movie in just this monologue that doesn't feel too preachy doesn't feel too like mm. oh like this is just you know like you know like it's just like america fair like just staring at the camera and explaining what the, what the film is trying to say yeah, which yeah. is like you know it's like it's able to like tell like a story but also tell like its message in a way that just feels really organic mm. and i think that's more just like it just shows Greta Gerwig's like skills as a filmmaker. Yeah. More so than anything, it's just how she's able to like take this IP and do something that's quite bold. Well, I mean, I think still that's, being accessible. I think that is the perfect word for it. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. Everything about it, from the production design, which is gorgeous. No, the film. The, the film fucking... is. In, I mean, I think the budget. The film's budget is about. It's. People are saying it's one hundred eighty-five, but I've also seen it's lower no, than that. No, it's one hundred forty-five. No. Yeah. And I'm like. The film looks incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. The film looks absolutely gorgeous. I, I genuinely think it's, it might get the Oscar for production design. Oh, it will this year. Or of costume, Easy. costume design even. Costume design. Because it looks inc- it looks incredible. And like the fucking, I mean, the, some of the choices in terms of like the use of like visual effects and mm-hmm. shit. Like the, I mean, even the, like the car flipping. Yeah. Like the way that looks, everything is a bold, confident choice. No, yeah, exactly. Half the time, you yeah. know what I mean. Greta Gerwig goes for the choice that doesn't look great, but but it because, just gives yeah. it. But it just gives the film a style. Exactly. Like you know, like Barbie World. She prioritizes really cool style. style over, you know, conforming to. <laughs> no, yeah, the yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like what I really like about Barbie Land is Barbie Land isn't trying to look real. Yeah. It's not trying to be realistic. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah. tell. Like there's like map paintings and you yeah. can tell that it's a set. You know yeah. what I mean? You can tell like the but at the same time it works yeah. because it just gives the film this really unique look. Yeah. Where it's like and you know because it's because like cause like for me like I like the film a lot overall but I do like when it when it went into the real world mm. it lost me a tiny bit. Yeah. Really, because it did lose a little bit of the the visual flair that yeah. Barbie Land has. I mean, I but when... in some ways, that is kind of the point. Well, yeah, the I time. remember when the fucking trailers came out, and there was the third trailer, which was all about the real world part. Yeah, which was that, because that, that's the one I never actually mm. saw. I that, and that trailer, trailer was the one that worried me. Because mm. I saw that, and I was like, I don't, I want a film set in Barbie Land. Mm. Um, and luckily, the film is mostly set in Barbie Land. I was honestly, I will say, I was surprised at how much it's in Barbieland. Yeah, I was really surprised at that because I thought it was one of them where it was like Barbieland in the beginning mm. and it's in the end. Yeah, but it's mostly I'd say it's like seventy five percent. I do say probably more than that. It's like eighty yeah. percent of the movie is Barbieland and it's mm. like what like a 10, 15 minute chunk in a real world. Yeah, which isn't even. I mean, what there's a few jokes. I mean, it's not a lot. Yeah, it's really no. Not yeah, like it, it's not bad. I think it's just like it lost me a tiny bit just because yeah. of the jokes and like were like so some of the like like some of the jokes there missed a little bit. Yeah. But I think again it's like when the film is in Barbie Land, mm. it is just firing on all cylinders. It just oh, yeah. feels so like just well done and it, yeah. it's funny and it's constantly like a looker. Yeah. Like it's gorgeous just to look at and see all like how like beautiful the sets are. I think the film makes so many fucking choices. 
mm-hmm. like uh, big swings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, not all of those swings land. Um, I think the fucking subplot regard with Will Ferrell and Mattel, I think it is a miss. It's definitely the weakest part of the film yeah. by far. I think it's that whole, it doesn't, it's not there enough. To yeah. actually, it's like, it's not there enough, but also, yeah, it's a weird one. The film's already quite crowded. Mm. And I mean, especially with the amount of fucking Barbies and Kens and, mm-hmm. you know, everything fucking going on. Yeah. I think the, obviously the Mattel, I mean, that is like, it's like some extra fucking stuffing. Yeah. And it, it does kind of feel like it's about a burst mm. half the time, especially in that third act. Yeah. Um, but I, and I also have some, I don't know why it feels as long as it does, but to me that this film felt fucking long. See, for me, I, I, for me, I thought mm. like it was pretty good the pacing yeah. for me like I felt like it could it, it like managed I do think yeah like again like I do think there were some parts that dragged mm. but it was mainly in the middle whereas I feel like the third after yeah. stuff that was when I think it kind of there I felt like it just was moving really see like, some of these issues might be to do with the fact there were little children screaming in my mm. and you also like hate women oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sorry I forgot, forgot that vital, vital point but all in all I really I really did like Barbie no, yeah, I, I thought Barbie was really great. I just really, really enjoyed that. I think it's a really fun movie, and it's mm. exactly... I think if if Mattel, in yeah. their big cinematic universe, <laughs> which I mean, is already worrisome, if Mattel are smart, yeah. then I think they'll take the right lessons yeah. from this. But I just want to look up yeah. Mattel's movies. Okay. Because Mattel... I, I hope Will Ferrell's in all of them. Mm. Is the Mattel boss like is the overarching Nick Fury of this universe? Because <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. So okay, so there's apparently going to be, and Barbie, so not Barbie, Barney, Barney, movie, produced by Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, isn't this the fucking dark as fuck Barney movie? Well, that's the thing because this has been like talked about for a little bit. Yeah, yeah like yeah. where you know, and it's like it seems okay. Headline. Yeah. Two headlines. Okay. From Deadline. Barbie movie... Barbie... Bar- I keep saying Barbie. Barney movie with Daniel Kilua is said to be a A24 type project. <laughs> okay. Daniel Kilua was Barney the dinosaur film to be adult and lean into millennial angst. What? <laughs> but is A24 like and for adults, not R-rated. So... Barney, <laughs> the fucking talk to me of the so of Barney toy movie. Barney is gonna get its Ladybird, I guess, like its A twenty four type movie. But uh, you see, like to me, as silly as it sounds, I am very interested in that. Oh, absolutely. Because again, it's a big fucking swing. Exactly. Like to me, like when you say like, oh, like you know, we're gonna do, you know. A fucking Barney the Dinosaur movie. Yeah, yeah. I would not expect it to be A24 like yeah. <laughs> an adult. And it's, millennial angst. Yeah, it's like to me that's really interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. a very interesting direction to take that. That is so yeah. out of left field. And I'm like, if Mattel are taking the opportunity to do that, hmm. then I think that's really interesting. I mean Absolutely. obviously too, like uh, after after that, okay. Hot Wheels. Oh, the gritty emotional Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels from J.J. Abrams. Yeah, yeah. You know, of... uh, Count me in. Of many, many movies. Strap me in, if you will. Emotional, grounded, 
and gritty is what the streets are saying. <laughs> By the streets, you mean JJ Abrams? The streets. JJ <laughs> <laughs> Abrams himself talking all about it. That's now. Again, it's like Hot Wheels. Yeah. Like, to me, I envision Hot Wheels like Speed Racer. Yeah. yeah or something yeah. like that. Like this colourful, vibrant, like racing movie. Yeah. Or like that Turismo. From gamer, to from, from gamer to racer. I really do hope that this Hot Wheels movie it is gritty, emotional, and grounded, mm. but it's still just little kids playing with Hot Wheel toys. And it's just these little kids fucking that would destroying actually, each other. That would actually be kind of incredible if it's a gritty movie, but you realise it's from it's kids yeah, playing with it. So yeah. it's like their idea. That, that would actually be That would go hard. That would actually fun. be a really that would, that would cool, cool idea. Yeah. But and you know what? Usually I'd be like, they're never gonna do that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know... From Gamer to Racer. Yeah. I mean, America... So, American Girl is another one. American Girl? I don't know what American Girl is, but Mattel apparently has this. It's not just, like, a girl born in America. I don't... I don't there know. There are quite a few movies about that. What is... Hang on. What is American Girl? Let's, let's, let's figure this out. Okay. Is it, like, a toy line? Yeah. It's an American line of 18-inch dolls. Um... They portray 8 to 14 year old... Okay, so is it just like Barbie if she was a little girl instead of a woman? Mmm. Oh, okay. Um, that's another one. That's apparently in the works. Okay. I'm assuming um, that one isn't going to be emotional, grounded about teen, teenage I mean, millennial angst. If it was gritty. <laughs> that's yeah. what I want. I want a gritty one. <laughs> um, it is being described as a cross between Booksmart and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, that was not the direction I was expecting. But that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, That's it, what I mean. Like, that's, that's what's kind yeah. of cool about it, is yeah. the fact that, like, you know, all of these different films are apparently in the works, mm. and it's like, but they're all very unique. Well, I mean, it's, I'd much rather this than what, like, Hasbro's doing. Yeah. Which is the most painfully generic blockbusters ever made. Yeah, and it's trying to make, you know, yet another, yeah. you know, cinematic universe, and it's like... You know, it, it's it's weird. I mean, yeah, it's another one like Big Jim. Big Jim. <laughs> Big Jim. Okay. It's like an action man kind of thing, but for Mattel, apparently that's also gonna get a movie. I mean, it's called Big Jim. I will be there. I'm very very interested to see if this is also dark and gritty. <laughs> it's also gonna be a dark also JJ Abrams. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like there's there's a lot. I mean, you know, it's like the Magic Eight Ball. That's getting a movie. That's getting, apparently it's getting a horror movie. Ooh! A Magic 8-Ball horror movie. Did Mattel own it. the Magic 8-Ball? Is the Magic 8-Ball something you can own? They, I mean, they own one of them. It says here, <laughs> it says here, Mattel Films' Magic 8-Ball movie will be a horror comedy that edges close to an R rating. Huh. So, and Blumhouse were apparently involved with it, but not anymore. Okay. So, Again, I guess... intrigued. I guess, Swing. yeah. It's like, if it's a cool horror movie and not just a, like, like Ouija. Yeah. If it's like yeah. one of them, I don't, I don't care. But if it's like a, a wacky, I don't know, like, campy horror movie. Wouldn't you mind something similar in tone to Haunted Mansion? Yeah, even that. Like a silly yeah, like, horror yeah. movie or something would be kind of fun. Um, Polly Pocket mm. is getting a movie. Directed by Lena Dunham. What the fuck is a Polly Pocket? Because when I was... Okay, it's right. like, it's like mini dolls, I think. So when I was a kid, I was always told that a Polly Pocket was like, um, you know those fucking, I think they're called Ziploc bags? Yeah. I was always told that was a Polly Pocket. 
<laughs> I think they're like little like tiny. I think my parents just didn't want me that far. <laughs> <laughs> There's like little tiny Barbies, I think. Huh. But yeah, so it's directed by Lady Dunham. Yeah. Apparently starring Lily Collins. Okay. So I don't know what the tone will be, but again, Lady Dunham, it could be either. It could be another Greta Gerwig style yeah, thing, or it yeah. could just be just a movie. <laughs> it's just what <laughs> she happens to do. Um, Big swing. A heist comedy based on Uno. That's kind of sick. With Lily Yachty. That's sick. Um, a heist, I mean, yeah, and apparently it's set in Atlanta. Um, I will die for when someone says reverse Uno. That will be great. Is that what you say? Uno reverse, reverse Uno, Uno... Reverse, Uno reverse, I think it is. Or just reverse. Is that a thing in Uno? You can yeah. reverse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you reverse when it's like, fuck you, you're not going to... Yeah. yeah. I love Uno. Uno's, Uno's great. great. Plus four. <laughs> but like, again, like that, I like the idea of an action heist comedy, like say like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, but yeah. With Uno. With Uno. Like, it sounds stupid, but like, no, again, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. why I'm interested in a lot of these. I'm like, yeah. these could be really fun ways to do an IP movie. Oh, so, absolutely. You know, it sounds silly, but it's like, yeah, it's like, like, the major thing is, like, I don't want, like, Battleship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't just want yeah, a generic, yeah. like, action movie where they've just slapped the Battleship name on it. Absolutely. It's better for us to get, like, weird ideas. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. Um, Major Matt Mason, okay. which is, like, an astronaut figure. Tom Hanks is apparently doing a movie. Is he? For that, yeah. Zeno. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I imagine absolutely not. But yeah, Magic 8 Ball is getting one. Uh, Masters of the Universe, which did not get cancelled by Netflix recently. The show? They cancelled something in Netflix for Masters of the Universe. Because it was a Masters of the Universe show, I think, going on in Yeah, Netflix. they were, they were trying to... Kevin... Is his name Kevin Smith? The guy who's like... Kevin Smith done an animated show yeah, yeah, for yeah. it, yeah. But I think that was a... So that was that is that what got cancelled? No, I think they were going to do a live action movie oh, and, they, and Netflix cancelled it like a week ago. I think is Master of the Universe still popular? No, <laughs> <laughs> not particularly. Well, they have the Shira show. That that's technically in that ballpark. Which Master of the Universe Shira? Oh yeah, those are related. I guess that's the thing. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll do a live action Shira. That see that would make sense. Yeah, Shira was big. Yeah. That's like a thing. And people would enjoy it. I'm sure people would. Christmas Balloon. Now that, people would enjoy that. It's a holiday movie based on a true story. From Damon to Razor. (laughs) (laughs) It's a family drama. Okay. That follows a a young girl living in a Mexican border town who tries to send a Christmas list to Santa via a balloon. But instead, the list is found by a couple in Arizona grieving the loss of their child. From Mexico to Arizona. (laughs) Thomas the Tank Engine is getting a movie. That's going to unearth some childhood It's a mix of live action and animation. That's That's going to unearth a lot of childhood Really scary. I don't like that. When I was a kid, I went swimming. (laughs) I went to like, you know, like, yeah, you're when you're a kid, you go to swimming classes. Mm. Um, I went to some swimming classes and some of the kids called me Thomas the Tank Engine and I like cried. 
That's my that's my villain origin story. Why did they call me Thomas Tank Engine? Oh, because James Tom. That's that's shit. That's really bad. Yeah, they called me that. I cried, and so I'm gonna watch this film. I'm gonna fucking have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the episode of Thomas the Tank Engine when like one of the trains gets like um they like punish one of the trains by like shutting it in the tunnel and building a brick wall like to like eye level so it has to like watch all of its friends like move around while it's like basically in prison it is it is like it is like a genuine like real episode and i I don't know whether it like dies or something just locked in this dark like it is one of the darkest things i've ever seen from like a baby show like (laughs) fucking tall sack engine slaps um vin diesel might be doing a rock'em sock'em robot movie. For like, he's, five, he's... for like five seconds, I thought you were saying that Vin Diesel was going to be Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, uh, he, he apparently he's producing a rock'em sock'em robot rock'em movie. Sock'em. Okay. Um, I imagine he'll be in it. Though. Yeah, that, that's he'll, he'll, he'll be one. Wasn't that what that other thing was? The Hugh Jackman one. Re- Real Steel. Yeah, isn't that basically rock'em sock'em robots? Yeah, basically. I'm surprised they just called that rock'em sock'em robots. No, because that's Real Steel. Ah. The steel is real from Gamer Teresa. <laughs> um, yeah, Big Jim. <gasps> oh, that, that, that's what I'm the most excited for. Apparently from the writer of Borat. Okay. So that'll be fun. That's interesting. Jason Bateman is, is working on a movie based on the Chatty Cathy and Betty Wetty dolls. Right, you're just making shit up now. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah. Um... <laughs> um, Matchbox, which is another toy car. Um, they're gonna do another movie of that. Okay. Not much is known about the movie, but the publication said that five writers spent a week with a whiteboard trying to come up with a story. <laughs> it's it's good to see it came from an organic place of love mm. and creativity. Apparently, the villain of the movie is inspired by I guess someone who works at Mattel. So is there going to be another one of those where it's like Mattel and it's like, hey guys, don't we suck? Aren't we shit? <laughs> that was so weird in Barbie when that, that that whole fucking, oh, we only hire men scene. Mm. Because you know, like a Mattel like, employee had to like say yes to that. <laughs> so it's like, obviously they, you know what I mean? I bet, the, I bet that scene was originally written. There was like, no, we, oh, we haven't hired anyone ever. Anyone, <laughs> ever. And then Mattel ever. was like, uh, um, actually... <laughs> That scene felt... I mean, the whole Barbie movie kind of felt very, like, Mattel smirking at the camera. A Mattel, like, roast. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but, like, a Mattel roast sponsored by Mattel. Sponsored by Mattel. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. it felt like, you know... It, it, I mean, it's one of those things where it's it's obviously tr- self-aware, trying to be self-aware. Okay, what it felt like... And this isn't me saying that Barbie... I, I still really liked Barbie. Mm-hmm. But it kind of felt like fucking... Um, in, there's a Disney short, a Simpsons Disney Plus short, which yeah. is like the fucking Simpsons meeting a bunch of Disney Plus characters, and then yeah. Bart comes in dressed as Mickey Mouse and is like, get to work, and he's like a super bossy Mickey Mouse, <laughs> and then Sideshow Mel turns around and says, um, I can't believe we're getting away with this. <laughs> That's what Barbie felt like at times. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. fucking Mattel going... Ooh, we're sexist. How 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 quick quick nudge nudge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Still a good movie though. Still a good movie. Viewmaster <laughs> is getting a movie. Yeah. Um, 
Not much about it. Viewmasters, but there was like, like, there was like things where you look into it and there's like a picture. Yeah. Like, they should do a horror movie of that. That would be sick. That'd probably be a horror movie. Wishbone. They should make a horror movie of that. <laughs> <laughs> Wishbone is a was a nineties PBS series. Yeah. I guess that Mattel were involved with. I've also. I've also known as an every Jack Russell Terrier who dreams about being a protagonist in famous books. It's about a dog. <laughs> I'm in. A dog who dreams about books. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Bogland? Bogland? How many of these are there? There's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of these to thinking of. Bogland, which are these like little toy hand puppets that Mattel owned. Yeah. Um, they want to make like a Gremlins movie out of those. That's the last one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're doing a lot. They're, they're very busy. I, I hope every single, Will Ferrell's in every single one, as Nick Fury. Yeah, he, he like connects them all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mattel initiative. And at the end, you've got the Mattel versus... The Mattel versus, like, just like... <laughs> it's like they all like come together, like Barbie teams up with Big Jim. So Margo, so Margo Robbie's Barbie. Yeah, teams up with Vin Diesel's Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks's astronaut, astronaut man, man. <laughs> whatever. Um, all four of the Rock'em Sock'em robots. And a car. <laughs> wheels. It's not even a car, it's like a fucking two-year-old playing it's just, with a <laughs> It's like a child, just like playing with it, just off of like the background. What a lineup. But then J.J. Abrams is like screaming at the child going, more gritty. More gritty, you gotta get Darker. angry. It's getting mad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so all in all, um, it's a good year to be Mattel. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Thank you. Um, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yes. Fucking slaps. Um, really good. Uh, I love Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, every time I watch one of them, I'm like, that's the best one I've ever seen in my life. Literally. And then I watch this one. And it came out of it, and was like, it's the best thing I've seen in my fucking life. I can't believe that a franchise, seven movies in, yeah. is still making, like, the best. Oh, no, the absolutely. Best. It, no, like, though, like, those movies have only gotten better. Well, see, this is the thing. As it goes along, the, which I is insane. Like the, the original Mission Impossible films, in my opinion, mm-hmm. are all right. They're fine. Except yeah. two. Two is a masterpiece. <laughs> like, one's good, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Two... Masterpiece. Yeah. Free uh, <laughs> oh. is probably the weakest. Yeah. Because it's but then boring. When we get over to the to the recent end, mm-hmm. Fallout. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Go Ghost Protocol onwards. Yeah. Those movies to me genuinely are all five star yeah, movies yeah. for me. I think they're all absolutely incredible. They're yeah. some of like the best action movies of this century. No, it, they're it's all insane. incredible. All uh, I feel like every Mission Impossible film, especially the new ones. All have a moment where you sit and go, "This is the greatest film I've made." Yeah, exactly. Brian De Palma when he does like the cool, like yeah. the camera. It's like this, that's cool. I love that. And this, it's the train sequence. The train sequence, but also the I'd, car chase was great. The yeah, car yeah. chase, the first like thirty minutes too. Yeah. I think are just incredible. Like I think it's it's a very interesting Mission Impossible movie because it's got this very unique tone mm. that is very different to the other ones yeah where it's got this weird like the face like 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 the cold open for it which is really fucking long mm. i was surprised at how long like when, when the, does the cold open end i'm i feel it felt like half an hour yeah, Gen- yeah. like it felt like 20 minutes to half well, what's an the hour scene afterwards oh, i'm sorry what's the scene before because it, it's the it, it's the scene in the submarine 
Yeah, 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 yeah. There's that, and then there's the 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 sandstorm like sequence. Yeah, and it's also the conference room mm. meeting, and it's also that other scene where he's talking with where he gets like the mission. Yeah, and stuff. So it it goes on for quite a while before it actually does like the cold open. It doesn't do it until like Tom Cruise takes his like. He does yeah. like that thing that you do in every single one, with and every single time it gets me when someone takes a mask off and it's a different person. Like <laughs> it's so like every single one does it, and every single time I'm like, fucking cheer. I love I, I, cinema. It's just cinema. No, literally, it literally is just cinema. But like, <sighs> I I am in awe. I saw, I saw yeah. it at midnight, mm. um, which was the best choice I ever could have made, and it, it yeah I just. There's, there's something about it that's just peak Hollywood blockbuster. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It, I mean, okay, so comparing it to the other big action film this year, John Wick. Mm-hmm. John Wick, I think I like a bit more. But John Wick yeah. is, you know, it's artistic. Um, there's the fucking top-down scene that made me want to, like, mm-hmm. genuinely pull my fucking pants off. Um, like, the, you know what I mean? There's a lot of scenes like that which are, like, you mm-hmm. look at it and you go... Mm, yes, very artsy. Whilst Mission Impossible, the entire way through, you know, what I mean, it's the stunts that are what we're insane about it. It's not necessarily the fucking colors, the way you know, what I mean, all the like the, the te- technical aspects. Mm. It's those are obviously really well done, but you know, what I mean, it's not like it's brimming with ideas. If you get, if you get what I mean, yeah, um, it's it's more like. Okay, if if John Wick is a is a stew with a very unique flavor, mm. the Mission Impossible is like just a really fucking good like fucking tomato soup. Like it's just really really <laughs> fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what though? It's funny because to me, I would say I do think it's got like a similar artistic mm. feel to John Wick. There is in some the sense of fucking weird ass, like weird in a good way ass shots in this one yeah like I think like I really actually love I know some people have had issues with it but I actually really love the editing of it yeah I think the film's editing is really really interesting and unlike the rest of the movie it has this weird I feel like the film has this very like paranoid vibe to it yeah because it's this you know and it, and it feels like obviously like that like conference room scene in like the first like in like the opening act is really in, it's really well shot the yeah, way it like yeah. is constantly like because I think what's interesting about it is that the dialogue in that scene, it is exposition. Yeah. But it, but there's something about the way people, again, I think it helps that the actors they've gotten, mm. they've gotten a lot of just great, like, you know, dudes rock kind yeah, of actors, yeah, like yeah, Carrie yeah. Always and fucking um, Henry, like, Sani and, like, all of these actors who are excellent anyway. Yeah. On their own, where it's like, when you have them delivering that dialogue, it's yeah. like... I don't care if it's just a ton of exposition. No, it just fits, sounds fucking yeah. cool. And it, like, because it, like, the whole, like, story of it, of, like, the AI, like, this evil AI that's kind of running things, sounds stupid. Yeah. Especially when it's, like, you know, it, it, it sounds really silly, but I think the way it's handled in this yeah. is really fucking good. Yeah. And it's, like, and it has, like, again, like, I really dig that it, it like, they don't show it too much, the AI itself, but when yeah. you do see it, it's like, it has like a, like a, it's got, it's kind of like a, there's like a creepiness to it. Yeah. Like, it, it really like, I mean, it's not, it's not a horror movie, but it like leads into like, it's got this kind of haunt, like haunting, like feeling the movie, yeah, especially in that face, like opening where it's kind of, it's very quiet. Yeah. Like the music's very like, 
and like it's just it, it's it, like just that opening i think i'm just like i think it's incredible the way it like opens and the tone that it sets yeah because what's in but like because because it's still a mission impossible movie it's still quite funny mm. there's a lot of really good bits in it and like some you know with like one of like the great like bits in the movie is uh shield wigan who's like chasing ethan hunt mm. like through the movie and it's that bit where like he keeps grabbing people's like faces trying to like tear yeah, off yeah, the, yeah. the faces and wear a mask and it's like these are a couple of times that's great and obviously the chemistry between the main team like benji and all oh, that and like it's still just yeah incredible like yeah. that like the airport sequence is so much fun is great and again like that's not an action sequence mm. it's just but again it's so well directed the way yeah. it like jumps between all these different like it's just i like What's just incredible, I think, most about this movie is the fact that it's about, what, 163 minutes? Yeah. Very long. I didn't want it to end, though. And Yeah, I didn't want it to end, and also it didn't feel oh, no, no, long no. at all. Like it, and, like, and I think as well, it's, it's a part one, yeah. where you can kind of excuse a part one feeling slower, because it kind of, a lot of part ones exist to, you know, lay the ground with, mm. like, for what part two will be. Part yeah. two is kind of where the rewards... See, that, that, that's what's kind of blowing my mind. Mm. If this is obviously the, the setup part, mm. what the fuck is part exactly. two? Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's shit, like that might change cinema. Like, because part one works so well as its own movie. Yeah. Where it's like, you can watch it, and it has a start, middle, and end. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously, it leaves the door open for yeah, a part yeah, yeah. two. It doesn't conclude everything, but it includes, like, it's one of them, like, the film concludes enough. Yeah. Where you can watch it and go, yeah, okay, I'm happy with it. Like I'm, I'm excited to see where the story goes next. Yeah. But I'm satisfied with the movie I got. It wasn't like Fast X, where Fast X yeah. just didn't have an ending. They uh, just cut it. Which is a bold choice. Yeah. Or like, and even, and even to some extent across the Spider Verse. I do yeah. think the Spider Verse ending is overall very good, and I think mm-hmm. I do, I do leave that film satisfied. But I do think Mission Impossible does the part one ending a bit better yeah because it's it is because it's not a direct cliffhanger it's more just like a this is next yeah we're saving that for later yeah, but yeah. it's one of them because I can't imagine I think as well like I can't imagine this film as just one movie at yeah. the same time like it works on its own as a movie but again it's like it is it's it's, 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 it's just this really interesting thing where it's like it works so well as its own movie but also, I completely see why they went, no, this was a two-parter. Mm. Because the story they're telling, there's a lot well, see, that it wants thing. to tell. And there's a lot of ideas. Obviously, if this to was going to be one movie, this part one and part two were meant to be one movie originally. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose any of this movie. Exactly. That's, that's Yeah, thing. exactly. That's the thing. Is I think what's interesting about it is, is that it's like, I can't... Because it's one of them. Like, all of these like, part one, part two things... It, it, it can be frustrating sometimes because yeah. some of them it's like there's no reason like Breaking Dawn yeah there's yeah, a fucking yeah. reason for that to be a two-parter yeah I just felt like it was a you know let's make it two films so we can get more success yeah. same with The Hunger Games yeah there was yeah. another one where they had the two-parter and it was like there was no reason for it to be a two-parter and it's like Harry Potter I'd probably say is one of the better examples mm. of a two-parter fuck yeah that it is very much a two-parter. Yeah. Like, ends with a cliffhanger and everything, like, part one. That is, like, that, like, like to me, like, definitely Hallows part one and two feel like one film. Yeah. Like, it's less of, like, so it's one of them, it's not the most satisfying end, part one, because it is literally just a full-on cliffhanger. Yeah. But, 
it's like that's the only way if you're like yeah like I can see why it was done that way yeah because it's a big story definitely oh, yeah, yeah. so it made sense to make that a two parts like there's no way you'd be able to tell that story yeah no, in absolutely. one film I mean you know it's it, without cutting far too much out where yeah. it would just be in like just in, completely incomprehensible like just like, completely incomprehensible but it's like with this they just did a really clever job of just making a film that felt complete that has a ton of just fantastic action mm. and a really satisfying story with an end point while going okay like we'll see you next year yeah. like it's one of them it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you you come out of it satisfied with what you got but also eager to see what's next yeah. rather than just being eager to see what comes next yeah which is kind of you know which to me is kind of what across the spider-verse felt like yeah it's a great movie and spider-verse's ending is very you know it is satisfying that is a you know you can watch it but i think the bigger thing with that is oh my god like what happens next that sort of takes mm-hmm. over from that was a really great film yeah. on its own no, I it's like that thing of like you know you you have like mission impossible where it's it's so focused on making sure that it's still a complete film. Okay, if it was saying that Tom Cruise said he didn't want to have a cliffhanger mm. or like a proper like you know oh like Tom Cruise is about to fall off the train oh cut to black yeah, like not like yeah. not like that which is sort of like fucking Fast X basically did <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> like oh no what's that gonna happen to Vin Diesel oh, like that Fast X ending it's terrible it's an absolutely awful ending yeah, yeah because yeah. it just the film you come out of Fast X feeling like you've only seen half of a film yeah it's like well in Fast X's case it feels like you come out seeing fucking oh fits of the movie yeah and then it's a bit like where's the rest of it yeah like, it's like the like, ending's gonna be fucking DLC yeah it just ends and it's like it's a completely unsatisfying end you come out of it less excited for what comes next yeah, yeah. or even just enjoying the fact that you watch the complete movie and more yeah. just like okay oh, oh okay it's finished no, Let's go. Like, it's like this weird vibe that it has where it's like and because we're getting a lot of these now like yeah. especially this year we've had three like part ones basically yeah major ones yeah, yeah. major ones and it's like even though like the flash ends on a cliffhanger yeah well like but it'd be like less like cliffhangers but like direct part direct part one, ones yeah like part one we've had, we've had a lot now and it's like and it's just interesting because I'd say Mission Impossible is the one that I think easily ends the most oh, in, a, in the most satisfying way yeah, yeah, yeah. while Across the Spider is still very good and it's a cool ending yeah but it's still reliant on a cliffhanger yeah that goes into the next one yeah and Fast X is just obscene <laughs> that, that like... fucking yeah no, that, that's, <laughs> yeah no I, I completely agree this one ends very satisfingly which and kind of yeah. blew me away yeah, and it's, it's like, you know, like, you've gotten all this incredible action, and then you come out of it, like, happy. I mean, because, you know, like, I mean, the action, again, is just, oh, oh fuck me. I mean, I feel like we don't even need to talk about the Mission Impossible action, because it feels like, a, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You, you just know it's good. It's funny but... to think that, like, the stunt, though, that's in the trailers. Yeah. The main stunt, the pushing, is probably the weakest part of the film. Yeah. It's, it's still great, but it's like, I think, like, the car chase. Yeah. The fucking, like, the, yeah, the, the, the sequence in the airport, but also as well, like, the train. Oh, the fucking... Everything on the train is... The falling trains made me want to, like, scream. Fucking outstanding. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just an incredible fucking, like, filmmaking, and it's just, like, it, the action in, in those movies is just second to none. Yeah. And that's, it's just, you know, because, like, as well, like, they're very different, like, John Wick. 
Yeah. Jobber has incredible action, but their actions are very different. Yes. It's more like hand to hand. With super stylized yeah. shit, isn't it? Whereas, yeah, with like Mission Impossible is a bit more, it's like more traditional action. It, well, yeah, it, it's rarely ever Tom Cruise fighting someone. Mm-hmm. It's more so Tom Cruise fucking escaping. Escape, yeah, like escaping. Yeah. Or... yeah, or like jump or having to do like jump somewhere yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. it. There's always like an incredible stunt in each of them, and it's like, but it's funny in this one where it's like the stunt that they push the most. To me, like, is nothing compared to mm. the other stuff they do. Absolutely. Like again, like I mean, that car chase. Because what's it? What, what's incredible about that car chase sequence? Like, it's quite long. Mm. That car chase it goes on for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. It never gets dull. No. It just keeps. It keeps going, but it never gets dull. No, it's fantastic. It never, it, it's constantly throwing new things. At yeah, you. yeah. And then when it ends, like, okay, yeah, it ends exactly when it should, and it just it, it's like the action is just it's so tightly it's constructed. Fucking fantastic movie. Yeah. It's like far. brilliant, brilliant movie. Yeah. Uh, I no, I'm. It it for me it won Mission Barbenheimer. I know that you believe differently. I believe for differently, me, it but won easily. It's fantastic, yeah. and I mean, I just, I just, I really think Paramount fucked up though. Oh yeah. By releasing it where they did. Oh I yeah. I don't know why the what the fuck they were thinking. No, I. I like, it's they, funny. Yeah. It, it debuted yeah. really well, didn't it? It started well, but. but it's obviously it's like off. similar to Dungeons and Dragons a little bit where it's like Dungeons and Dragons no matter how well that did on its first weekend yeah. it was releasing next to fucking Mario yeah. so when Mario came out it's gone well, and I, that's I basically wonder if Mission Impossible will have any legs and if because you know, I mean obviously Barbenheimer you kind of ignore so I wonder if we'll be able to recuperate in this at all I feel like the only way it could is if it somehow gets like the premium screens yeah. back and if they can get the IMAX back and share it with Oppenheimer yeah. but I don't know if that's going to happen no I can't see that which like, to me they should have I don't know because like I know Tom Cruise wants that prime summer slot but it's like mm. surely you could have put it like somewhere else I I mean yeah. I, I think what they should do with these movies more often is put them in December yeah because that's where it goes sports call when that opens that was a December release yeah and I think that would be perfect yeah. Like a, you know, an actual blockbuster. really in December, aside from... Well, that's what's the thing, is the, the, the song, but they may end up getting delayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, because Aquaman, I know, is being considered yeah. for a delay, and it's like, Wonka will probably stay where it is, but mm. it's like, Mr. Possible could have done well there. Absolutely. It's like... <laughs> have you seen the Wonka trailer? Yeah. I, I saw it before the <laughs> lobby. What does he think? It doesn't look great. Uh, I think... I, I hate, I hate Hugh Grant's on Plumper. What do you think of um, Timothy Chalamet's He's performance? Fine. Um, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, it's it's not my cup of tea. It's the thing. Yeah. I'm not going to be seeing it. Oh, I'm dead day one. <laughs> I'm going to go there and I'm going to feel things. The Hugh Grant on Plumper <laughs> at the end of that trailer. <laughs> I really did not like that. That was... <laughs> that made viciously uncomfortable. That was very... Yeah, I felt... That was grotesque. I did not like that at all. Oh, it's the guy who did Paddington, though. He's never missed. See, that's the thing. I'm, like, curious. Do you think it's going to do well? Wonka. Yes. Define well. Like, I... Because I would say the be- the best-case scenario for it is Greatest Showman numbers. Yeah. I can see it doing that. Like, I could see it doing that. Okay. Because it's the Paddington director. Right. Timothy Chalamet well, it is... It depends if it's good. Yeah. It's the main thing. I, I think Wonka will very much thrive off of... Word of mouth. Christmas, I think, helps mm. too. I think it's a good like oh, having yeah. it at Christmas is a good spot. Oh yeah, and I think would will definitely help it. I think it's it definitely just... could do well, but yeah. I, I do think if it's bad, I think no. 
But it, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he'll be bad. No, I think it'll be fine. It'll be yeah, I think it'll be fine. It, I'm no interest in it. But I like, mean, I every think, time yeah. Timothy Chalamet says like a quirky line, I, I do die a bit inside. <laughs> but <laughs> fucking, what's the like the line he opens the trailer with? Um, the fucking let's do up and something. Oh wait, let's reverse that. Whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> that 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 killed me. Like it They're actually all, killed I, me off. Like I, I think he's just hopelessly miscast. Um, yeah, I would have loved to have seen someone who is is, is quirky do it. It's the Wonka movie. Is that like so? Is that like a prequel? Yeah, to the seventies one with Gene Wilder. Assume is that because I I didn't know, but it was like because I was because when I saw that I was like. Are they trying to make him like that? Or are they trying to do I a think new so. Walker? Like... I think it's trying to be like the old one. Yeah. It's just too, like... I don't know, soft and, like... You know what I mean? It, it, it's, all, it's way too whimsical. I know that it's whimsical. Mm. But the, I think Timothy Chalamet does whimsical without any of the... I think people forget as well that, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory has, like, a very dark... Yeah, that's the it. thing. Yeah. It's, Timothy it's... Chalamet does this so, like... I mean, I mean, this thing. So Tim- Timothy Chalamet is the kind of guy who, you know, what I mean, he's like he is the it guy, the hot guy, mm. all that shit. Um, but so when he's doing this like whimsical, quirky stuff, mm. it rings really, really fa- false, mm. and it feels fake and forced. Yeah. And I think that's what's really hurting it is it's whimsy without any of the grounding that makes whimsy work. Yeah, like it's yeah, because because. Because it's one of them, because because from what I remember of like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory and stuff, it's like Wonka's like kind of an asshole. Yeah, and he's like he's like a pretty bad guy. Like he's, he's not like it's like I mean like I know he's like very whimsical like when you see him, but he's also like but again like I feel like they've always had that sort of dark mm. undertone through well, all. Maybe of, like, that's what movies. the maybe the movie will have some of that. Maybe. Uh, but going off the trailer but again it's like but it seems like they're trying to go for the Paddington yeah. vibe which I'm like which is just very yeah. like a warm hug and I'm that's, like that's, I feel that's like that's kind of Paddington is like a warm hug yeah but Paddington isn't fucking super ultra whimsical yeah which is why it's blown my mind that I'm watching this and I'm looking at fucking mm. Timothy Chalamet Paddington's so. got like an almost like Mm. not Wes Anderson but that kind of yeah. similar like vibe of like it's colourful and it's like a vibrant movie the, li- like... the line where fucking Timothy Chalamet goes like what's it he goes hmm and it's like and then the girl's like hmm and Timothy Chalamet's like hmm a double hmm mm. I wanted to fucking cry yeah <laughs> that that did the, that... doesn't look great no doesn't look great at all cash me that day one also it's a musical <laughs> Never mind, it's gonna flop. Um, fucking okay. There was one last film then released as part of Mission Oppenheimer. Oh uh, yeah, it was only like a small indie. It film. was a small. I think I just said Mission Oppenheimer, which isn't the name. And Mission Barbenheimer. <laughs> Mission Oppenheimer. <laughs> but forget one. Uh, then that film was Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's back. He, he's never missed before, ever. Don't ask him what his last film was. Um, he's never missed. So, yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah. The new uh, the new film from Tenet, man. The new film from <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises, man. <laughs> um, he's made so many bangers. Christopher Nolan's a weird director for me. And that he's overrated as fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have liked many of his films. Yeah. I think um, Following is a cool 
debut. Mm-hmm. Memento was pretty cool. I fucking love Memento. Uh, Memento's genuinely one of my favorite films of all time. It's really good. I like. I'm all. I'm also a little sucker for the prestige, and I do like Insomnia more than most. Yeah, Insomnia is. I wasn't that keen on it. I haven't seen the Prestige. Ev- okay, everything past the Prestige is where I start to fall off. That's where you start to fall off. Because I mean, I really like Batman Begins. I um, am iffy on Batman Begins. I. As in, I watched it when I was seven and was bored as fuck. In, in some ways, I kind of like Batman Begins more than The Dark Knight. Yeah. Because I. In what ways? Stupid ways. No, like, I really like how, like, Gotham looks. Mm. Wrong, wrong ways. <laughs> I like how, like, Gotham is, like, a place. Yeah. In, yeah. like, Batman Begins and then in the Dark Knights, it's just Chicago. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, Gotham it's just really movie. dull. Like, okay, cool. But, but, like, but, Aaron, the Dark Knight is the best film ever made. Have you not seen IMDb? Dark Knight is very, very, very good. Yeah. Don't like the third act that much. Yeah, I think fair. I think Two-Face, I think... They do a lot of setup with him, which I think yes. is fine, but I don't really like how he just becomes Two-Faced and then like 20 minutes later... He's like dead. He's dead. I'm yeah. like, I think, I think to me it would have been cooler if... Because like, it's, it's, again, it's not a bad movie. Obviously, Heath Ledger is incredible as mm. Joker. There's some incredible sequences. It's a very, very good film. Mm. I don't think it's the masterpiece. So, I mean... I and then you got the Dark Knight Rises, which, oh, well, as we all know, is oh yeah, you got Inception. Oh sorry, Inception's sorry. great. I oh, I'm, just, I'm just getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited. I love Inception. I, I think it's cool as fuck. Yeah, very fun. I go through phases with Inception mm. because then I go, I some, I go through phases where I'm like, Inception's cool, and I go through other phases where I go, Inception's nonsense. And it generally depends how pretentious I'm feeling that morning. It's nonsense, but it's. Cool nonsense. But that, no, that's, that's the conclusion like, I've yeah, come yeah, to, it's, it's, is it's yeah. cool nonsense. It's cool, I the action's great. Times. Yeah, it's like, it, it's a very cool movie. Yeah. I really love it. Um, Dark Knight Rises, you, you have no idea how excited I was for that movie. <laughs> like, I, Dark Knight Rises was like, I was obsessed. I fucking love the scene at the end where Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt says... I'm Robin or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> no, I think like the girl, like the girl, yeah. like just calls him like Robin. No, yeah, because yeah, she's like fucking. Oh, you should use your full name more often. And he goes, mm, I rejected that name. Whatever the fuck. No, uh, and then she's like, Bye, Robin. Which <laughs> <laughs> like, but to me, I'm like, Robin. It wasn't called Robin. It wasn't called Robin. Bruce Wayne wasn't called Batman. Like. <laughs> Like, you should use your real name more often. Oh yeah, Batman. what's that? <laughs> Fucking Batman. Like, Robin was like his superhero name. It was, he was Dick Grayson. Why did they not just call him Dick Grayson? But genuinely, that's the thing. If they said... Like, <laughs> the Robin make it I, I knew about like that yeah. storyline beforehand before I watched it. Like, so I just watched it recently for the first time. And I knew that, like, it's oh, he's, he is meant to be Robin. But I, I, so when it got to that scene at the end and she was like, oh, your full name, I was like, okay, she's going to say Dick or like, she's going to say Dick Grayson. And then she just fucking says Robin. Robin. And I fucking squealed. Like, no, it's, yeah, like, Dark, I, I was so excited for Dark Knight Rises. I remember like watching it. Yeah. I remember like watching the trailers and yeah, stuff yeah. and like all. Like, and you heard Bane. And, yeah, and then I remember like watching it and I watched it in cinemas. Yeah. And I loved it when I watched it. But it was like, you know, like, when you were a kid mm. and you watched something, Mr. Pumper's Penguins, and you know, like deep down, you were really disappointed by it, but you don't want to. Mr. Pumper's Penguins. <laughs> you watch Mr. <laughs> Mr. Pumper's Penguins, and you're like, that's the greatest film I've seen in my life. Yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Those penguins, but like, 
<laughs> I remember like watching um, Dark Knight Rises in, like, in cinemas. I was like, oh my god, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. But I was saying it because deep down, mm. I didn't want to admit that I didn't like it. This was my thing with that, Despicable Me 2. You know, when I was a kid, yeah. uh, Despicable Me 2 was my third favorite film of all time. Fit! <laughs> <laughs> what? What was number one? I think it was Captain America Civil War. Oh my god, that's oh, embarrassing. Um, no, it was a dark time. Me too. It was a dark time. I don't know. What, don't know if you what the fuck number two was. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to know. Um, like yeah, like I remember like watching and being so fucking disappointed. Yeah, like, yeah. But deep, but like deep down, I was so disappointed. But I just wanted to say mm. like, oh, I loved it. Um, like Bane was stupid, and like it's well, it's well made. Yeah. But like, I just thought it was stupid, and that scene when Marion Cotillard dies. Yeah. Like, where, like, she says, like, whatever, and then she just, like, cartoonishly goes, like, <laughs> like, like, I'm dead. Like, I, I also don't think Christian Bale's a particularly good Batman. His Batman voice is just really funny. He's he's best in the first two, I think, The yeah. Dark Knight Rises. I think he's pretty... I yeah. think he's good as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, 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 I like him as Bruce Wayne, but I think I think what it is is, like, in... When he's doing, like, the... I'm the Like, I don't... I hate, I hate how he sounds. Yeah. It's really stupid. It's, and it's him... Like, when he's talking to Bane, mm. I can't take any of it seriously because it's one guy going, rrr, rrr, mm. and then Bane going, rrr, rrr. yeah, well, I, I, yeah, like I remember, max volume. I remember fucking. <laughs> I my favorite moment in Dark Knight Rises is when he first speaks yeah. Bane, and it's like when he goes like, um, oh, what was it? Isn't that like a fucking bag over his head? No, yeah, but he's yeah, still no, it's not like he goes like loud as humanly possible. <laughs> he goes like, um, he goes like, oh, perhaps he's wondering why he's so wondering shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. And it's like it sounds completely different to everyone else. He's got a bag over his head, but it so doesn't he, muffle him. It doesn't obviously. Every scene he's in, he's like bass boosted. It's like <laughs> because everyone was complaining about how like he couldn't understand. I just love to think his mask is a fucking speaker in it. No, because I love like 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 in the trailer. There's that like he's like when Gotham is ashes, you know, like, and he says it and he, he says it like with there, but it sounds so much better yeah, in that. Yeah, Because it sounds you can hear like it sounds far better in the room. Yeah. But in the movie, he's like, "Well, go for my daughters." Like it's like it's so fucking loud that it's like, what? It doesn't sound like he's in the same like planet, in the it's same funny galaxy. Yeah, well. it's so it's he's such a cartoony villain, yeah. and I think it's like uh, also but, the fact uh, he's like tiny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like he snaps Batman's back, but like it's I feel like it's barely fucking noticeable. I love how like. He just gets back to yeah. Gotham in that movie too, and they don't even explain how he got back. <laughs> like, because Gotham was on like lockdown. Yeah. But then this is that show where Bruce Wayne just like walks in. <laughs> He's like, hey guys, I was I was in a mine for like a year and some change. I but I got better. Gordon, Joseph Gordon Levitt's my favourite part of Dawn Oh, yeah. What the fuck is he doing? Like oh, what a movie. But yeah, so Dark Knight Rises, yeah. he makes that. Peaks, his career yeah. peaks. Interstellar, yeah. which um, I think is overrated. fine. Really overrated. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I think it goes... I think it's not a bad movie, but I just think kind of the direction it goes is a bit... Yeah. Like... The scene where like he's watching his daughter ages... It's a, it's a very it's a very well-made movie. Yeah, Gorgeous yeah, yeah. to look at. I just think the story's a bit yeah, flat. Not, I, 
Yeah. Like, I do wonder if maybe it should have been from a director that, like, almost like a Spielberg. And it feels very Spielberg mm. to me, the story. But it's like, I think it might have been better to come from that director yeah. than someone so, like Nolan. Wh- when I think back to Interstellar, I remember the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I remember the scene. And I remember him being in space. But I couldn't tell you any of the details. I remember the scene where he's, like, in the... The, the bookshelf. Yeah. Which sounds too funny. He's like, he's like screaming and like, because he's like slamming the bookshelf. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that scene as well. Like, it's a very well acted, well, like, yeah. gorgeous movie. I think there's just something Perfect. about it that like, fucking, it just goes right over my head. It's, just, it's missing it. something, yeah. I, I think what it is, it, I think it's like, I don't know, like, it's a very, I've not, I, I've literally not seen it since, um, since the first came out, mm. I've not seen it since. I would love to watch it again. Yeah. At some point, like on like an IMAX screen, like, um, so there is. It's a really like, it's it, it's a very gorgeous movie, but I just yeah. think the story is a bit weak. And then, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. I love Dunkirk. I like. Dunkirk. I think I think Dunkirk's great. I really like Dunkirk. Um, I think I think some people get really really like. I th- I don't know what it is. I think some people really don't like it. Yeah. I, which, I mean, I get it, because it's more... But I, I really dug how experimental it was. Mm. Where it was, like, Nolan basically making, like, here's a film with three different storylines that, like, barely any dialogue. Yeah. And it's just this war movie. And it's, like, I really, really love Dunkirk. I think it's great. I like it. I really love well Dunkirk. Is movie. after Dunkirk, Tenet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ten- so, so it's so moving on. Not really a Tenet guy. <laughs> I... No, I'm not I a Tenet. I think it was a bold move of Christopher Nolan mm. to try and kill the population. I really like the scene when the protagonist goes... Um, I, I love that he's called the protagonist. He's called the protagonist. I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago. Then he gets like, here. I thought that was cool. I like... Like, that film tries to be funny. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> I... I Tenet. 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 I think the problem with Tenet is it's a very complex movie, mm. but I just don't care enough yeah. to engage with it. Also, that's the thing is, in order, kind of to, feels in like order to get on fucking Tenet's wavelength, you've got to, like, actually pay attention. No, yeah, and I think as well, like, it kind of feels like Nolan on autopilot. Yeah. Almost, like, it has a lot of the similar ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a bit like, like, I don't know, it's just, it's a film that just exists in his, like, filmography, yeah. and it's like, I don't know, because I remember, like, looking forward to it, and then I just, over time, I'm just like, mm. I'm just, it's just kind Well, of what's like, your favourite Nolan film, then? Um, pre pre Oppenheimer. Pre Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is my favorite, yeah. but um, I would say Inception is okay. my favorite personally. Mine's Memento, followed closely by The Prestige, which you still haven't seen because you're a fucking. I will want. I will watch. Anyway, soon. but yeah. So okay, he's just released a new film. Yes, Oppenheimer. Where is it in your ranking? Third. Third. Okay. I think. Okay. I behind The Prestige, mm. um, above. The other m- mm. movies, but yeah, he just released. He just released Boppenheimer, <laughs> the 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 biggest indie movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love indie cinema. I am um, intended blown away. Ayo, ayo. Um, I was. This is like my most. Anticipated of the year. Yeah, because you're fucking boring. Because I'm a film bro. Your most anticipated of the year should be Gran Turismo. <laughs> From gamer to you see now that now that Oppenheimer's already out, that yeah. is my most anticipated. Fuck yeah. Uh, I would yeah. So I 
think Oppenheimer as a person is a very interesting, mm. like, person just to kind of, like, look at. Oh, I liked it a lot as a history lesson. Yeah, like, it's one of them, because I think, I think Oppenheimer, like, his story is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Of how he made this thing, mm-hmm. realised, oh my god, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But then the people who he made it for go, wait... Are you telling me that you didn't like making the thing that you made for us? You should be dead. Like yeah. you should, you yeah, don't yeah. deserve to be alive. And it's like you know, and it's like this story of like, to me, like this film is like a story of how like how like America can create and destroy its own like heroes, yeah. quote unquote. Like Oppenheimer is not a good person necessarily, but I don't think the film is necessarily trying to be like whether or not this was right or wrong. Mm. I mean, I do think that the act of nuclear war very clearly takes a stance on that. Yeah. That it is wrong. Yeah. Of, I mean, the ending alone kind of yeah, so yeah. like, I don't think it's trying to say nuclear war is great. Yeah. Like, but it's more so, I think it's like, whether, I think what it's more so exploring is like Oppenheimer as a character and as why they're sort of like, a lot of the film is a character study of Oppenheimer mm-hmm. and his sort of like how how he sort of confronts, like, you know, most of the film is about, like, both, like, as well as the nuclear bomb, it's also about how, like, it, it, it's also about, like, how, like, Oppenheimer, like, on, like, a political scale, and how mm. Oppenheimer's, like, communist ways, which is just, he wasn't a communist, but he was a man who was, you know, he didn't want to be put in a box, but he would explore communism ideas and these, like, sort of values, and it's a film sort of exploring like a like the political prejudice of like that time. Yeah. And also as well, it's a film about like how America destroys its heroes and it's a film about how like about like how you cope with building like a tool that it can just completely destroy mankind. Yeah. And that's what's interesting about this, like the film has a lot of ideas. So, so, so many ideas. And the way it presents them is incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. But in the best way possible. Yeah. Like, to me, like, the film almost feels like a symphony, the way the music plays mm-hmm. into it. Like, how... I kind of love how the film, when it starts, you're just dropped in. Yeah. Like, I love how, you know, you have, like, the logos, and it just... Boom! Music. And it, you're just in. And it's, like, a very fractured movie, which could go so wrong. Yeah if it's made by someone else but I think Noel is very good at being unconventional yeah. and messing with like you know he doesn't just want to make a linear biopic of Oppenheimer and I think that's wise yeah. I think it's more interesting to do it this way where you have two timelines one that's in colour one that's in black and white and you sort of go back and forth and you sort of create this kind of fractured storyline Yeah, and it's like it's it's just this very, like, again, it's just such an interesting film to sort of watch and sort of, in, like, investigate because there's just so much to chew on in every single scene. There's so much to explore of, of like, Oppenheimer as a character, which Cillian Murphy is incredible. In oh, the movie. acting across the board is fantastic. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's incredible. I mean, yeah, yeah. I genuinely think it, this could sweep the Oscars for the acting, or at least mm. could get a lot of nominations. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cillian yeah. Murphy... It's fantastic. Yeah. I think he's a very strong runner to win it. I would be surprised year. to be dead. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. It's incredible. Emily Blunt gets one like particular scene near mm. the end, which is 
fucking outstanding in. Yeah. yeah. Solid Pew even in the few scenes that she's in of it is great. But that's another thing. The cast is incredible. Mm. Like just the sheer amount of people in it. Yeah. In yeah, like yeah. bit roles. Yeah. As well. Like we're gonna Ryan Malik's in it for like two seconds. Ravi Malik, fucking Roderick from Diary yeah, of a Wimp begins yeah. in it. Um fucking Josh Peck. Yeah. Like it's got a massive cast full of different people, but again, it's like but everyone's writing it. And it doesn't distract either. Mm. Like, you know, like Gary Oldman yeah. is in it for one scene. Yeah. And I didn't realise it is, but I was like, oh my god, that's Gary Oldman. Yeah, <laughs> and I it's didn't like and he's great. In yeah, that one scene, yeah. he's fantastic in that one scene that he's in. And it's like it's just again, it's like I feel to me like this feels like a very like Nolan sort of harking back to like cinema of like the seventies yeah. and sixties, making this three hour epic yeah. of a person that's got this massive cast and a massive budget. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It, it's not a blockbuster. Oh, it's a, it, it's, it's a blockbuster drama. Yeah. Which we don't really get. No. You know, a no, film no, no, where no. it's like, here's here's a film on an IMAX, 70mm IMAX screen, and most of it is people talking in rooms. Yeah. And it's like, but again, when those people talk in rooms, you fucking heart's pumping. Yeah. Like, I yeah, literally yeah. was like, I was losing it watching it like my fucking heart was racing through the entire film yeah even though most of it it's just people talking to each other yeah, it's like the yeah, way yeah. like the way like it's just, just every the way it presents itself and it's mainly thanks to the music yeah the music is phenomenal in the movie yeah as like i've seen some complaints about the music um where it's like where like some people have said like oh like the music's like overbearing it's too mm. which i'm like and it's like yeah like the music is is it can be overbearing in some scenes, but again, it, that's kind of the point. It, 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 you really get to dive into Oppenheimer's head. Yeah. And you sort of get to explore, and it's very like Terrence Malick in a way. Yeah. The way it sort of confronts like physics and sort of chemistry and like how there's also, there's like many shots where you, like it cuts to like fucking like fire and particles and all yeah. these things. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. like And as it does, you see like close-ups of like, oh, it's like the way, like the way it edits it's incredible. Yeah. The way it like, effort like, flows through these things again it feels like a symphony yeah the way it just feels so tightly constructed and yeah. like you can there's like a flow to it where even though it's very non-linear you can sort of see the path it's on yeah and it's like how it just how it's able to sort of tell like the story and how things come back into it like so much of the film revolves around one scene essentially yeah between Oppenheimer and Einstein yeah the whole film practically is centred around that one conversation yeah that you finally sort of see at the end yeah but it's like again i just think the way the way it navigates that stuff is incredible the way like it, it's able to like pack so much into itself as a three-hour drama but do so in a way that's still like still sort of you can still watch and get the gist and you can sort of follow and it's like it's overwhelming but you know nolan said this before and it's in tenet as well where he says like don't try to understand it. Yeah. Feel it. Yeah. And in Tenet, I feel like that, work, that doesn't work. Yeah. In that, because it's still trying to explain what's going on. But being an Oppenheimer, you don't have to necessarily get every single thing, what's going on. Yeah. You don't have to get every name. You don't have to, because I think it works both as a biopic, but it also just works as a character study. Yeah. If you just want to focus on Oppenheimer himself, you're going to get plenty out of it. Yeah. You will watch it and get so much out of it. And it's, it's just this very interesting movie where it's a great biopic that tells the story of the atomic bomb and all that, but it also works as a character study of how, you know, Oppenheimer's, like, place in America, like, 
how it got built and destroyed mm. simply by him making what they wanted and them just you know chewing them up and spitting them out yeah and that's another like thing that I think is really impressive is how it's able to because I've seen some complaints about the film um, regarding like some of the things like there's no Japanese people in it and it doesn't, and it doesn't yeah. show it doesn't show yeah, the, yeah. The, the bomb like hitting like Hiroshima or, or Nagasaki you don't see any of that you only the only time you see the bomb is the test the Trinity yeah. test and I totally understand that I totally understand that position. but I think for me I'm my sort of feeling on that is I don't think I want to see an American film attempt no. to explore that no, when so many Japanese films have been made that explore the impact of you know of like Hiroshima and Nagasaki yeah just so many I mean even Godzilla yeah like that whole film like the original Godzilla is about that it's a yeah. it's their sort of you know there's so many films and so many like even anime too that like explored it that are just incredible mm. and I'm like I think it's I think it was wise for the film to focus on Oppenheimer yeah. that is what the film is focused on yeah. is Oppenheimer that is like yeah, like, and the thing is, it doesn't forget that. There's that scene where, like, Oppenheimer, you don't see any of the images, but you see him sort of reacting to, like, the images of, like, the Japanese people. Yeah. Like, afterwards, you sort of see him, like, watching horror of, like, what he's done. And it's, like, and I think it was, because I've seen, and again, like, I've seen complaints for it, but I think by doing, by, like, not focusing on those things, I think the film finds focus. Yeah. The focus is Oppenheimer. Yeah. That is the focus. I think if you start going into other things like that, I think you lose some of that focus. Because mm. I, I, again, like I totally understand that. I do think that are like, I do think like that is a valid point. But I also just think, I just don't. I I know like I just don't think it's a good idea for American film. I mean, it, it needs a British director, but American films like Oppenheimer to be exploring it in that way when we already have so much Japanese media that's exploring great. it, and yeah, it's like yeah. I think it's let them tell that story you know what yeah, I mean it's like absolutely. especially because in the grand scheme of things that I, what would that add yeah. to the movie other than what the film is already saying it's like we're already sort of well aware of how harrowing like nuclear warfare is mm. and so the and I think so So we already know that and I'm well aware of that and it does somewhat give you that Yeah, it lets you know like there's, there's an incredible scene in the film when Oppenheim is like you know, giving a speech yeah. about, you know, like, after the bomb drops, he gives a speech and he says, like, you know, oh, like, it's a pity we couldn't use it on the Germans first, stuff like that, and everyone's, like, clapping, and you can see, like, the area around them is, like, shaking and stuff, and then, like, there's a light, yeah. and then you see the crowd, and the crowd, like, the skin, it's all, yeah, like, that yeah, yeah. scene is fucking immaculate, yeah. terrifying, yeah. just an absolutely, like, horrific scene, but, again, it's, like, it's those scenes which is why Oppenheimer works yeah. because it's a character study. Yeah. It's focusing on Oppenheimer. Yeah. That is the focus. I think by focusing on the person, it just it, it, it again like it just it just works as a film. Like it's it, it's just one of those things that like everything about it just works. Yeah. The visuals are stunning. That obviously the performances, the music, everything about it. It's such an old school film in the best way possible. Yeah. In the exact way that I think Christopher Nolan, in some ways, has been trying to emulate for a very long time. Yeah. Which is those kind of traditional films. Absolutely. And I think this has probably been his most successful attempt yeah. at telling a 70s kind of, this big bombastic epic 
in a way that suits him. Yeah. I think this is easily his best, like for me. Like by like by far this is his best film. No, that's that's absolutely fair. I agree with the majority of stuff you said. I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Um I think the acting is phenomenal. I think a lot of the filmmaking on display is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um I think the last hour is a bit long. Mm-hmm. Um the fucking hearings yeah. they do drag a bit for me mm. I did also need the toilet that might be why um, <laughs> but no I, I so I it loses me a bit there yeah I think that second hour and the third and even the first I think is immaculate yeah uh, like re- just really 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 fucking good and for me the only reason why I have a third in my ranking and not second mm. uh, or first is purely down to just preference no yeah I exactly. just, I just yeah. like silly magicians <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing silly magicians with their silly little tricks yeah exactly no yeah exactly I mean I, I, that's the thing I've seen like you know I totally understand why some people will have it as their number mm. one especially when like just yeah I mean oh, it's, it's, it's I mean, up, yeah. fuck me this is a better made movie than The Prestige hmm. without a shadow of a doubt and it's probably a better made movie than Memento but hmm. I, I just for me I love Memento no but yeah it's, it's just personal that, preference yeah The Prestige yeah. is silly little magicians doing silly little things <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Yeah, this is phenomenal. I, I would not be surprised if this destroys the Oscars. I think it could. Yeah. I think the only... I mean, because I'm trying to think, like... Because this kills at the Flower Moon, which, I mean, probably will get a push. Yeah, but I can't imagine that'll really do... I mean, it's... Marty kind of always gets a bit fucking shacked at the Oscars. I, I agree, but I can see... Um, what's her name? Yeah, like, I can see her again. I can see 100... I... I Guarantee she's probably going to get the Oscar this yeah. year purely because this is like a big yeah. sort of, yeah. And, and the, the Oscars, the Oscars I mean, adore yeah. a debut, like a big uh, yeah. breakthrough performance. And the thing is, well, apparently she's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it's It's like, yeah, but it's like, I think it's, I, yeah, I think it's definitely going to sweep. But I, I think, yeah, I think it's going to, this is Barbie, I think. The thing is, if, I mean, because Dune, I feel like is oddly enough its biggest competition mm. to the technical side. Yeah. But if Dune gets delayed, yeah. I think I feel like Oppenheimer's got it in the bag. Like, like visual effects and stuff like that, and like sound. Hey, what are you talking music. about? Did you not see the tweet? There was no CGI using this film, which means that Chris Nolan did it all practically. He actually blew up he that place. He actually launched the nuke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, uh, I overall I liked Mission Barbenheimer. Mm-hmm. All great movies. All great movies. All which I'm shocked about. Which is nice after a month of. Garbage. Fuck me. After like the only like the only good films from June was what Asteroid City and Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. After it, and now we actually have some good ones. Finally. Oh, fuck. We won. Cinema. Yeah. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Big win. Big win. What's next? Cinema. What's August got in store? Blue Beetle. Grand Turismo. The Meg Two. Strays. <laughs> well, cinema was nice while it lasted. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. See you guys next. Bob and followers, followers on uh, Letterboxd. See you, see you at Soul Patrol. Oh, God. See you day one for Soul Patrol. For Soul Patrol. Um, we'll be we, are, we will not be going we will to Paw Patrol because I do not want to be arrested on the watch list. Do you reckon that's what they do, though? They put police officers outside of Paw Patrol. It's, just... oh, it's like a honeypot. <laughs> They're trying to get all the pedophiles. <laughs> they come, it's a trick. They come in the... Like, and it, like it's just like an adult like walking mm. over any kids you don't you don't have a child but please you go under arrest you're obviously a pedophile no exactly uh, well we'll see you then we'll see you at Soul Patrol uh, have a good time um, may you I don't know 
like watch a good movie or some shit. Yeah, go watch something good. Yeah. Like go watch Mission Impossible. Let's let's get that numbers back up. Go watch Gran Turismo out August eleventh. From from gamer to race. This actually happened, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the fight that kid makes me laugh so hard when he just goes, Yes! He's so happy because he's, he's so happy. He's he's raced that course a thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> I've raced that course a thousand times. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fucking love it. Alright, have a good one. Bye. Peace.